Hello and welcome to the Strictly Personal Podcast. I'm John Paul Badham, your host. Our theme, our message is intended to be a wide open forum, hopefully thought-provoking, but at the very least entertaining. My father, the late John Badham, Hall of Fame broadcaster, started the Strictly Personal Commentary Show back in the late 90s. This is my attempt to keep that going. Throughout the many podcasts, I will be highlighting different audio clips of his broadcast history. I hope you'll enjoy that. Our commentary, relevant and interesting, all the while we will be hosting different guests along the way. All the commentary provided is strictly personal. With all that, let's get started. Today's guest is Wayne Munden. Wayne Munden and I go back all the way to high school football, or high school being football rivals, and later became roommates. And I'll explain how that all came about 30-some years later. Let's find out what Wayne's up to. Before that, let's listen in on John Battle. And so it'll be second down again. It's just that throw back to the wide receiver. Get your blockers out in front. And this one was short. Bounced. And it'll be second down and ten. For some reason, John, quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks, have a lot of trouble throwing straight into the flat of these swing passes. I'm not sure why. You're not throwing against your body. It shouldn't be. It'll be second down and ten. Again, four receivers right. J.C. looks left, and here comes the sack. He gets it. I'll tell you, what a job that time. What a job by Robert Covington. He just went by Nick Benjamin. He went by Catalan. He just knocked them down. And then knocked down J.C. Another sack back inside the 30 down to the 26-yard line. Well, I can't believe nobody was assigned to block Grover Covington. Well, they sure, tried, didn't they? It sure didn't look like it. Nick Benjamin tried to get a piece of it, but Grover went on and then registered the sack. Third down and, what, 7, 18, 17 yards to go. Got to be paying Ken Clark overtime today. And Kenny gets it away. A nice high kick. This is Lee back at his 35 to the 40, 45. He's up to the 50. Finally, he was knocked off balance in the hall. Makes the tackle to stop him at the 53-yard line, a 52-yard kick. And about a 23-yard return. Wayne Lee's an Ottawa University grad, third-year man out of that university. Not a bad football player, very versatile young man. He can handle punts and kick. Now we got an Ottawa player shaken up, down on his knees. <laughs> Hamilton players over helping him out. That is Steve Harrison. Stevie Harrison was in on the third down play. He hasn't seen much action. So we have five minutes and 20 seconds till this game is history. Steve Harrison being helped off the field. Shane Ireland is in the ball game, playing as a defensive end now. Something that I thought we would have seen a little bit earlier. Lewis, Lloyd Lewis moves to the inside, and you've got Marshall back on the left side. So they've taken, they got Smith out of there. Smith has not really been dynamic in two ball games at that defensive tackle position. They need Jeff Roberts back, but he's been injured. First down, Hamilton Tiger Cats at their 53. Horace to throw, he does. Open, Stapler makes the move, but the penny is finally tackled as he gets the first down at the 46-yard line. He made a little move to the inside, and then Kevin Gray knocked him off balance and brought him down. So it's a first down for Hamilton. Steve Stapler, he's had quite a day. He's got two touchdowns today, and he's got six passes, so he's quite a quite an afternoon. Wayne. What's going on, man? <laughs> there's, uh-huh. a, there's an awful lot going on, but it's kind of sad news, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I haven't, you know, to be honest with you, Paul, I haven't really looked at the news this morning. Um, and I'm trying to stay away from, you know, checking in all the time, because I know people are like 24-7 with this stuff. So I'll just check in, you know, 
maybe like at the end of the day kind of thing and maybe late evening um, but certainly online but yeah no, I mean, yeah I, I noticed where you are in the world right Just I noticed you were posting some updates on Facebook and stuff so yeah I do a little bit of that um, and um, you know we're, we're in contact with people in Europe and uh, a yeah. lot and uh, yeah I guess Virginia's yeah. got uh, relatives there in Italy and around yeah exactly you know I mean uh, well, to pick their spirits up and be honest with you, uh, my last call to them was frightening, and they're in the south. They're not even in the north where most of the uh, most of the deaths are. Uh, wow. but, you know, it, yeah. Yeah, you're talking small villages being wiped out, right? Yeah, no, it's just you know, five, this is six hundred people in a village. Like uh, that's the way it is. But, and, uh, are we live already, or what? Yeah, no, we can uh, we can get her going. You ready? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, well, I'm here with Wayne Munden. Uh, Wayne, uh, we go back a ways. Uh, I was thinking that uh, I think uh, the first time I really met you was on the sidelines at a football game against Clarkson and Lauren Park, and we were bitter rivals at the time. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see if you remember this moment. But I remember you, and I think it was Greg Holmes standing on the sidelines, and I remember saying to my brother, uh, "Who are these guys?" And uh, you guys had walked in with uh, the high socks and the uh, sweatbands, looking looking like a couple of darlings, and uh, yeah. kind of intimidating. You didn't. I think you didn't even have t-shirts on, or you had uh, just muscle shirts on, and you guys were trying to intimidate us. I think. And right. I remember Perry saying, "Don't even look at them. Don't even look at them." <laughs> Does that ring a bell? <laughs> yeah. No. I. You know what? Perry. Uh, he was always the competitive guy, and. Uh, I remember clearly him saying that um, because he wouldn't have wanted any attention put on the Spartans because, you know, he wants to be putting the invitation uh, <laughs> or the, uh, the pressure on, on, on us. Uh, and that's the way that, that, that whole co- competition between Clarkson and Lauren Park, I mean, you know, they were, they were great. They, actually, I think I know I met you, uh, Paul, uh, before that uh, would be the minor football in uh, Mississauga. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I yeah. think you coached uh, John, John Mansfield. That's and, right, yeah. Um, you know, it, it goes back even further. I mean, as, you know, probably 11, 12-year-olds playing football in the Mississauga Football League, my dad coaching, your father coaching, and, you know, I mean, it was, we, I mean, <laughs> we knew the battle boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we played football against each other for, you know, many years, and, and of course, the high school days were, um, they were, they were bitter, bitter battles. Yeah, sure. it was a continuation right through uh, high school. I know, and uh, it was a lot of fun, though. You got to admit, looking back on those days, uh, there were good times, and you know, I mean, it was yeah, all no. it was all healthy, healthy, good stuff. I mean, uh, you're, you're you're competing, and everybody wants to win, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. I look back on it; it was a lot of fun. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, get, I couldn't get into this with you without having to recall that moment where you. Uh, Pushed me on the play, and there was no call on the on offensive interference. But <laughs> yeah, no. Um, sure. I, I think I got the message from you. If I'm not mistaken, the past Super Bowl there was a, uh, a no call on a, on a on an interference. And I'm trying to remember exactly the play, but I think it was a push off. And I think you texted me at the same time. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, maybe perhaps the next day. But I think it was the same time. And clearly it was a push-off, and they didn't call it. Uh, you know what? It was such a big game, and, 
it's funny, you know, years later, everybody remembers that play between Clark and Long Park when I, I, I think you were free safety and I went deep on probably a flag or pulse pattern and uh, I did push off. And, uh, it yeah, because it was actually not, the, the, the pass wasn't even a good pass. It was a, basically a wounded duck up there. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great pass. And it went for the touchdown, which was probably the winning touchdown. Yeah, it was. You guys won 9-7, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, but, uh, it's funny, you know, I mean, uh, years later, and, you know, people remember that play. You certainly remember that play. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a no-call for sure. But, uh, that's okay. That's You and I have always kibitzed over it for, the, for, for many years anyways. I just thought I would bring that up. Um, yeah, and they were great days, Paul, and, uh, you know, lots of, uh, yeah, so a lot of friends from those days, uh, you know, yourself, uh, Perry, uh, Pat Langelo, there were just so many um, guys that have, you know, connected over the years with um, continually, and, um, you know, so it's, it's great to, to run into two individuals um, over the years. It's, it's been fantastic, not only meeting and catching up with Hey, you know what? You and I reconnected again. Again, it always seems to be football seems to be a common denominator, but I think we were playing right. touch football uh, in Mississauga Touch Football, and then um, right. you were looking at a, moving into a new, looking for a new place, and I was looking for a new roommate, and that kind of came together, and you and I ended up becoming roommates. Yeah, can you, can you believe it? You would have never thought, right? Yeah. And, um, Yeah, the all hockey. Uh, yeah, we we became like really good friends, and, and uh, we did live together for I want to say two three years. I would think oh, was the yeah, well, we, we, Canada building, and then we went over to uh, a place with Joe, and you know we lived there for a bit. Um, yeah, and Joe Joe said I had to ask you. Uh, right. He said make sure you ask Wayne who the best uh, table hockey player is. <laughs> well, that would have been you. <laughs> So the story goes. Joe Joe tells me the story is he he would he would he'd have a games with you when I wasn't around and he would try and because you said you go Joe teach me how to play this so I can beat Paul. <laughs> and then you eventually you ended up beating me. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was always a competition. So um, anyway, so we uh, yeah we had some really good times and uh, we hung out. We had a, certainly when we lived together with Joe and the three of us in the house that we had some really good times there. Uh, we used to go out quite a bit, uh, you and I as well. We'd go out to to get into all our bar scenes, but it was kind of fun back then. And we did go downtown a lot to a lot of the bars and socialize and and we we spent a lot of time uh, on the weekends and going out and uh, there were there were a lot of fun. I mean, I think of I think of some of the bars we went to. We went to Still Life, and then went to Richards, Hoagies. I mean, we, you know, we we uh, we got out there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Those I mean, they were all good times. It was fun times. Healthy yeah. it was not being uh, didn't cause any trouble. It was, it was just good, healthy socializing. It could have been, you know, uh, one for two beers after a touch football game, and then uh, yeah, meeting up at clubs later on. But uh, 
healthy socializing and, um, and yeah, it was, you know, it was fun. I mean, uh, eventually you sort of get tired of the bars game. Uh, yeah. I walked away from that. But, uh, yeah, we eventually you know, did uh, finally outgrow it, I guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it always seemed to be tied around sports, whether it was, uh, you know, a league game or an article game, whatever. Now I, uh, you know, I got to know you uh, pretty good because we lived together and everything else. But I also got to know that uh, Wayne Munden is also did some modeling. So tell me how you got into that. <laughs> yeah, you know, the modeling. I was funny about that. I thought that uh, that you know, time of my life when um, my sister actually was on one of the top models in in country, and she was in Japan. Um, on a three-month tour in Osaka, I believe. And the agency for my mom and asked my mom if someone could drop off her, uh, her book or her portfolio right. for a, uh, a client I want to have a look at it. So I, 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 I decided I'd I bring it downtown. I brought it to the agency and they asked me if I ever considered getting into the business. And I said, nope, I have no interest. And I left. Well, of course, they, they followed up and they asked me, listen, why not give it a try? Maybe you're not photogenic, but perhaps you are. So I, I did. And um, yeah, I ended up uh, probably doing that business for about eight years. Yeah, you were and quite you were quite successful, really. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. I did a lot of print work, you know, whether it was Sears, Eaton's in the day. But in those days, there was a lot of print. You know, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook. There was a little bit of commercial work I did. I did, I did a lot of corporate type uh, presentations, though, whether it was annual reports. I guess in those days, I looked like I had that part of the young businessman in a suit. And I used to get a lot of those parts of, you know, young father, father's day, father day ads. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I did that for about, uh, I think it's about eight years with uh, a company called Bookings, and then I switched over to Armstrong Ben. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually, um, eventually I wanted to move on from that. Uh, there was, it was a lot of, it was great, but, you know, it was certainly a lot of discipline. And at that same time, around that same time, I was, uh, you know, I was dating my, my, my future wife and uh, trying to, you know, put plans together and, in the fashion business, didn't my plan, but I, I could tell you, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was a big good ditch. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, so, yeah, yeah, so you really had a family uh, that did some modeling and got into that, and I guess your, your sister kind of got you guys into that a little bit, but um, I know you had some success with that. You were also in the printing business back then, were you not? Yeah, I, um, I guess after, well, yeah, around the same time I was modeling, I was, uh, I was in the printing business, so I was selling capital equipment for uh, companies in Europe, and I was traveling to Europe quite a bit in those days with Germany. UK um, and Sweden. Um, I was representing a company called Solda in those days, which were big pickup um, presses and cold set presses. And you know, in those days, there was the newsprint was still quite big, right? Right. And, uh, you know, over time now, you know, print is not as popular because of you know, uh, you know, social media and things like that. So in those days, I was selling capital equipment and. Um, and, and, and uh, they were good times. I mean, at the same time, I, you know, it was, it was totally commission driven. Uh, and I look back, I mean, that's sort of been, you know, uh, you know true salesmanship over the last uh, 25, to, you know, 30 years. I've always been in sales and marketing and, um, and, and in a commission based type of uh, uh, environment. 
Now you played a lot. I know you played a lot of football, but did, what other sports were you were you into back then? Played a lot of hockey too, Paul. Yeah. You know, you mean as far as minor sports? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just I'm just trying to recall back. I remember. I know we always played football, but just you know, I mean, you were you were a pretty athletic guy, so. Like let's 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 fast forward a bit. Now you you got married. You got you have what three three kids? Three kids. And uh, they're all into sports. Are they done? Yeah, they all they all they all have the background in sports. I mean, they they're all retired athletes right now. Believe it or not, I mean, <laughs> my oldest my oldest is twenty five. Played five years in the Masters, buddy. I mean, he was a linebacker uh, and back and uh, had some great years there. He got yeah. uh, bunch of two bad days. Unfortunately, they lost both, but they were good times. My my daughter played hockey. She was also very involved in dance, and now she's in the fashion business. She works for Saks. And my my youngest son is nineteen, just graduated from high school, played you know hockey. He still might still be involved. We're not quite sure where that's heading, but he he played triple A hockey from Toronto Marlies right up to the Toronto Junior Canadians and Midget. So he. Um, but yeah, he's always an old But now he's retired, sort of looking at maybe different options. But perhaps maybe hockey back into junior hockey. We're not sure. So hockey or sports is always a big part of our family. And you know, for Jay and me, we're you know, big cheerleaders moving you know later on. But uh, you know, that's how you know. It's funny how you reconnect because you know I remember playing my son playing York University, and you know, running into Pat Colangelo, and you know, Pat Colangelo did Pat and me were. You know, in the stands watching our boys play football yeah. after playing each other, like, you know, for years. years. Yeah, for years. years. So it, it, it's kind of cool how, how, how things work. And, you know, your brother playing at, at back, and, um, you know, he told me what a great school it was. And, you know, certainly was, you know, a lot of fun for, for Cole and, 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 you know, his business degree from there. So it's been awesome. Now I know you uh, you dabbled in a few things, but you had a, a great resume for from a client facing perspective, and ultimately uh, you and Virginia would team up and get into the real estate business. And you guys have been outstanding. I mean, you've had great success. Uh, tell me how that's all come about. Right. So in my journey, my journey to real estate, uh, I, I, I owe a lot of uh, gratitude to you know a group of, of individuals. Um, that it gave me a great deal of training. And, you know, I went from, you know, printing business to insurance business. I worked for, you know, you, and I worked for, for Terry. They were, you know, they were great to the day with that life. And I, you know, I certainly learned the art of cold calling and the art of presentation. And, you know, from there, I went into, back into the printing business and got very involved with um, loyalty programs and, and gift cards on plastic. Uh, in, in those days, actually, I was, I was one of the ones behind the, the uh, strategy of taking gift cards to um, to plastic form, and uh, it was a slow it was a slow process where marketing and you know with different companies what they didn't think it was going to work. Of course, it did. Um, now I see plastic, but at that same time, Virginia was in her first second year. You know, I think we were we maybe had a 
first child maybe she was pregnant with a doctor and she approached me and said, you know what, why don't you join me in real estate? I think we could be, you know, uh, you know, we can we can combine our skills and and and, and work at you know work at work together in real estate. So I um, I just walked away from from the print game at that time and the I always thought that if I was going to do real estate, I needed to go on 100%, and that meant no income, right? Yeah, yeah. We we did, we we concentrated on an area, I remember clearly, it was in Katra, it was probably a village of probably five, six hundred homes, and we concentrated on that area, and we would knock on doors, and we would cold call, and we'd get a listing, and then we'd do an we would send out more cards saying we just listed a property and then when it sold, we just sent out sold cards. Anyway, the point is, we did, we just sort of concentrated on the area and we, and we just serviced this pocket. And our business went, you know, we, 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 we were known in that little area uh, yeah. as the, the go-to realtors. So, and then we sort of branched out and we, we, we were living in Oakville, working at the, the, the lower part is, of oh, is that right? Sorry? I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. You guys were working yeah, that area. Yeah, we were living in Oakville, but working in the lower part of the office. We were on the page. And we, at that point, we said, listen, we'll, we'll go to an Oakville office because it made more sense. And um, from there, you know, we, we, we spent 15 years with... Uh, with uh, Royal Page, we went to Remax for about six, seven years, and and we just came back to Royal Page three years ago. And you know they're they're a fantastic company. Um, they're, they're a corporate company. Um, we we feel we feel actually very, we have a great deal of gratitude right now, especially as we're going through this difficult time. They've been unbelievably supportive with all of their members. Uh, whether it's you know reducing her fees, whether it's just just giving it the the, the encouragement to move forward, because you know of course you know we're considered essential, but it's pretty hard to do business when you're running it from your own, you know your bedroom office, your office, in your house. Yeah. And, um, but they've been you know we're really really happy to be back with Royal Page, and it's been. It's been a great, actually, Virginia thing celebrating 26 years. I'm celebrating 23, maybe my 24th year in real estate. So we've been, we've been a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> it's been that long. Well, Sorry? It's been that long. Wow. The time flies. Yeah, it's been that long, Paul. Uh, uh, time flies, right? Wow. And uh, so your, your, your predominant area now is all of Oakville, or how does that work? No, we... You know, there's not really any really territories in, in, in real estate. I mean, I look at I look at I look at mortgage now. So I get leads from I, I get leads from all over the world. I'm working with clients from Russia now, from wow. Luxembourg. I work for you know I, I work for clients all over the world that are relocating to Oakville. Let's face it. I mean, the real estate market is is, is driven by international buyers right now. Right. Yeah. But um, a lot of my clients, a lot of my clients are, are relocating. Uh, maybe up north right now, or they'll go down to uh, you know, Peterborough. It might be retiring to these areas, but there's a lot of newcomers coming into Oakville. So I work the pretty much the whole local market, but we also do Burlington. We'll do, uh, we work the Milton market. We're going as far out now as um, Smithville, um, Stony Creek. These are pockets that younger people can afford because let's face it, I mean, you know, the, the areas of Oakville right now, just for a, a three bedroom townhome, you know, it's 
awesome. It, it's so hard for young people to um, to hop into this market. So we're we're servicing and, and helping helping buyers in all sorts of different areas and areas that you know become more affordable for them. Yeah. Wayne, what would you recommend then for uh, kids, our, our own kids, their, the kids in their 20s and late early 30s or, or late 20s and trying to get into the real estate market, where would they, where would you suggest they go and look and start to look or, or try and buy? Like, what would you suggest? Right. Right. Well, you know, I mean, you got to be creative with it. I mean, I look back with, you know, even with when you bought with, with Joe, you know, maybe yeah. it, it might take two, two, three people to hop on a property, but certainly, certainly for the younger buyer. The the areas right now that, as far if you go west, if you go west of Old, well, you know, Burlington, the prices will be a bit lower. And then you go out to Stony Creek, they'll be a bit lower. And, and, and as you go to Niagara, this is what happens, right? But the, the great thing now is what we did have years ago with the go lines. Yeah. And people will do that uh, commute uh, more than you think. But, you know, because they want home ownership, they'll go a little bit further in the LDS or something further north. A little bit, you know, as you get closer to the city, I mean, pricing is, is, is outrageous, but that's the fact of the matter. So the younger buyers are looking for a little bit more, I wouldn't say rural, but I would say just a little bit out on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and there are opportunities. I mean, you know, the first thing you want to do. I mean, can you get can you get places under a half a million out that way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, okay. absolutely. But I mean, we're talking, we're talking. Boy, I had a young fellow. I had a young fellow. Believe it or not, uh, he worked for uh, Mazda, but in Oakville, and I listed his home, a town home in Oakville, and he bought a place in Port Dover. A Beautiful bungalow under five hundred. Wow. I think it was four fifty, and 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 he commuted to work four days a week um, from from uh, Port Dover to Oakland. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, the the, the 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 beautiful bungalow that he bought in Port Dover, if he would have planted that here in Oakville, probably would have been a million dollars. Yeah, and and he was able to buy for four fifty. The trade-off is a lot of these smaller towns. They, you know, they don't have the community centers that we are we have here. They might not have the hospital. Yeah, the infrastructure. They might not have the schools. Exactly. So it's going to take time. But there's no question. There is no question that the, the younger crowds are will will end up in those directions. Now, saying that, what's going to happen in the real estate market? Is there going to be opportunity for buyers in six months, or is this real estate market going to be able to Well, I was. We're not sure. Well, yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking that the one good thing—well, maybe not the only one thing—but the something that comes to mind that might help the real estate market and might help probably commuters, long commuters, and uh, move uh, maybe further away to be make affordability happen would be the fact that people through this uh, crisis are going to be really learning to work more remotely. And I think uh, corporations are going to adjust to having more people work remotely. And that's going to be a spinoff out of this. And that might be a positive out of this. Who knows? Certainly certainly from the real estate. I think with the real estate market, what will happen is we're heading to a balanced market, which is a good market, you know, where buyers and and sellers um, can, uh, you know, do a transaction with you properly with with a home inspection, with a finance clause, and, and, and that hasn't been 
case, you know, when I mean, basically in the past year we've had, it's been a seller's market, right? I mean, there's just been no inventory. And as I say, I mean, we've got so many newcomers coming to the country that it, 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 it just drives this fever on, on, yeah. on the market. So, but to, to answer your question in a nutshell, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe there'll be more opportunities for, for the, the younger buyer. But what I've seen um, up to this point were a lot of younger buyers, you know, focusing on the outskirts a little bit. And, you know, it, it's really not that far. And it gives them an opportunity to get in the market. And, you know, rather than paying that rent and, you know, and, and, and capitalizing on some equity. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Wayne, um, I was also wondering now that you mentioned your kids are all kind of re- retired uh, athletes and uh, and you're not driving to the rink every day. Now, what do you do yeah. in your spare time? What are you doing for when you're not in, doing real estate? What are you doing? Right. So, I mean, you know, Paul, I mean, you know me. I mean, I've always uh, been pretty disciplined. I, I've always started my day um, at the gym. Um, right now, I've got a home gym, but um, yeah. I probably my days start in the last 25 years, six, seven days a week at the gym, hour and a half. So that's how my day um, starts, and it you know rolls into into the real estate um, day. But my evenings now are a little bit more. I've got a lot more time on my hands. Okay, so mm-hmm. I would say that um, we do a lot more you know things together as a family. Certainly, more times with my wife. Um, you know, we love traveling. Uh, I want to do a little bit more traveling in, in, in a few years. But, I mean, that's been a, sort of our passion, you know, whether it's Europe, whether it's going south. And, you know, we enjoy that. Um, we, 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 we've always loved dogs. I, I've just lost my dog um, in October. Yeah, and, sort of you know, we, Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. He was a great, great pet. He was an English bulldog. And, you know, right now we're looking for a new a new pet. But that's sort of on hold right now. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll, hopefully by the summer we'll be, you know, be um, talking to some breeders and, and, and looking for a dog. But it's been it's been more. You know, certainly, when you get away from you know competition with the young kids, um, you know, you you spend a fair bit of time supporting their dreams, and and, and and whether that's the rink or the field or the or dance or music, whatever the case might be. Once those days are over and they were uh, the retired athletes or retired musicians, or whatever or artists. Um, you know, they move on to into different careers. It gives you a little bit more time to, to do things. And, you know, I, my goals would be, you know, continue to try to build my business. I want to travel a little bit more, Paul. Um, I want to spend more time, uh, healthy times with my family. Um, I'd like to get involved with a little bit more charity work. Um, you know, we do, you know, what we can every year, whether it's food banks, whether it's, uh, whether we're dropping off um, warm jackets to um, to um, uh, shelters, yeah. um, you know, I know that you know with Royal Page last year we collected I want to say maybe a hundred coats, maybe more warm coats, right? That you know we drop them off to, to shelters before Christmas or sometime be, you know before the winter comes. So, but I want to get involved a little bit more in that. Um, well, that's and, great. Um, yeah, no, I, and I, you know what? I'm really, I'm really impressed with uh, you know your success over the last twenty, twenty odd years, and how you and Virginia have uh, you know turned that business into such a success. And I'm really happy for the two of you. I think you guys have done an outstanding job, and you've raised a you know obviously a good family there. And so it's been you know just really good to see. 
what's so what's next? I guess you I mean any chance you're retiring soon or are you going to there's no that word just doesn't exist in your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that's probably going to be down the road, Paul. I yeah. guess, um, you know, I've got some, you know, some years ahead of me for sure and you know, I've got clients that are some point to uh, get together and uh, I think that the, this coronavirus uh, pandemic we're able to do this over the phone so it may sound a little bit rough because it's on a phone call normally you and I would do this in person but I want to thank you for joining me today and coming on I, I really hope that we uh, over the hopefully this doesn't last too long hopefully sooner than later we can get together we'll hopefully get out for a round of golf and get caught up or certainly for for a uh, for a frosty uh, mug of beer, some point, some some point. Um, sure, sure. Anyways, Wayne, before I end up uh, end up my podcast, I always ask my guests if they have a song that. Uh, what's your favorite song that you would like to attach to the end of your podcast? I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, you know, I'm a big. I'm sorry, you know, and I'm I, I'm a big uh, country fan. Yeah, and I know your daughter does a lot of country music, and like as she goes. Fantastic voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, but whether it's, uh, I'm a big Tim McGraw fan, so you know, uh, I think it's. I'm trying to remember. It lives like I'm trying to think. It's when his father died. Oh God, what's it called? I can't remember it, Paul. Um, I, I might have to text you later on. <laughs> okay. You know, pull, pull a Tim McGraw song out, and um, you know anything that he writes, I, I really, really enjoy. So. But um, it'd certainly be, it'd be, it'd be country music. Yeah. Well, it's been great getting caught up with you, Wayne, and uh, all the best, and we'll talk soon. And uh, like I said, hopefully if this uh, kind of gets wound up soon, we'll, we'll get together in person. And uh, But again, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Paul. You know, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
you know, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I think what you're doing is fantastic. I mean, I know it's a member of your father, who is he's just a, a, a fantastic individual. And I really enjoy my, my time with John. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great how you're, how you're rolling it out. And I wish you all the best. And, um, and stay healthy and make sure your family stays healthy and, um, and isolated during this time. And we'll see you soon, for sure. Okay, buddy. Take care. Take care of stuff. Bye-bye, Paul. Bye. That you can it won't be wasted time. Always stay humble and kind. Hold the door, say please, say thank you. Don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. I know you got mountains to climb, but always stay Sleeping with someone you love I love you